You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust, your favorite Transformers RPG podcast. Certainly my favorite, certainly all of your favorites. Oh, you want us to respond? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's awesome. I have to. I have to think about it. Massive. It's lovely. Massive. Awesome. That is good. That is good. Mike, you're the only one I haven't heard from yet. I guess it's not your favorite podcast. It's not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about? You were just talking about how much you love it. <laughs> it's my favorite podcast to be in. Ah, uh, there you are. Wait, how many are oh. you in? Also, your, your least favorite to be in? This is both your favorite to participate in and your most hated to participate in. <laughs> Gotta love low sample sizes. Mm, right. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, today we're going to do something that I promised all of you that we'd never do. Anyone want to take a guess what that's going to be? Juggling with knives. Good guess, but I never promised you we wouldn't do it. Not get distracted. Also a good guess. Did I promise that? Uh, I think you gave up around episode two. It was implied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably closer to episode one. Maybe even that episode zero we never we never released. <laughs> Shock the DM. And we're the only ones that will. Don't ask for episode zero. You're not going to get it. No, the thing that we are trying that I've told you we are never going to do is Starship Combat. Yay. <laughs> and the reason for that is all because of Adam. Yay. <laughs> Wait, what are you blaming me for now? <laughs> yeah, you got it. Last week, Adam, uh, in a different game that we that most of us play in, uh, Adam actually ran us through a starship combat that was, and I will admit, uh, the best starship combat I've participated in. That being said... I think I've participated in three, so low sample size. <laughs> Considering you hate them, isn't it like say picking your favorite root canal? Like, I mean, yeah, it's like low. <laughs> that, that is a low bar. You know, that was a lo- low bar. <laughs> yep, yep. Impressive. Thank you. I suppose that was the best in that, order. That was the best time I was kicked in the balls. Like you know, like <laughs> <laughs> they, only, they only got one. <laughs> well, to put it into context for anyone that's played uh, Starship Combat in uh, Starfinder, it was a battle. It was the the PC ship, another ship that they were trained to come to the aid of, five enemy ships and two assisting ships, and the whole thing took from beginning to end. An hour, which is which is light. Um, that's impressive. For which that is many light sh- speed yeah. for starship combat. Yeah, it is, but it can be done. That's like a that's like a hundredth of a turn in in star in uh in the, what is it called Starfleet battles or whatever. Starfleet <laughs> battles. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Ah, Starfleet battles. The best star starship combat game out there. Also, the most dense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, you can literally literally spend a whole day on like. One round. Totally good. 
But now the reason that I, I generally dislike Starship Combat is because it feels very much like a, a completely separate game to Starfinder. A, there's a totally different rule set for it, totally different turn structure, totally different roles. It's not that it's a bad game in its own right. And if, if there was like a board game where that was all it was, just Starship Combat, I think I'd be totally down for it. But that disconnect between going from like roleplay to the more technical like Starship Combat side of things always throws me and it just, it takes me out of the action. It's just not my favorite thing to do. But I mean, Adam over here, he, uh, he helps out with the, uh, with another Discord server, the, uh, the DS, DSCL. Yep. If I got that right. The Discord Starship Combat League or Derwood's, uh, Starfinder Combat League. Uh, there are a few different, uh, meanings to the anagram. And yeah, the entire Discord server is all about Starship, like learning and playing Starship combat. So everyone who plays in there really, really enjoys it and really loves it. So. Well, that's how it started, but it's, it's evolved a, quite a bit since then. We've got all kinds of, uh, campaigns going on, uh, play by posts, uh, got in person, uh, not in person, but, you know, virtual tabletop games. Uh, of course, there's the, the Starship ranks. Uh, we just started up the, the vehicle combat ranks and the, the mech combat ranks because of the, the new tech revolution book that's out. Hmm. Yep. Or rather, it, it was new months ago. <laughs> <laughs> the Starship combat with me has just, it, it's never really been like my favorite thing to, to do, but because, Adam ran it so well and so efficiently last time, I thought, you know what? I can give it a shot. I can try it out. And I can fail at it miserably, too. <laughs> so with that being said, let's go ahead and jump back in to where we were when we left off at the last episode. All of you had gotten back to the Steel Haven, gotten the unconscious body of Nyko out of the Krankenhausen and got him to the ship and got yourselves off of Scarvix because public sentiment was kind of turning against you guys, especially with the attack at the Ministry of Culture. So with that being said, you folks were heading out outbound towards the world of Teonia because you had picked up a uh, a message or intercepted a message and I believe it was you Magnum that was able to kind of track where the the relay station was and it is uh, again near the world of Teonia you guys are heading out to the Avtus sector, where the world of Teonia uh, is supposed to be. And it is going to take you uh, three weeks total to get there. So it is uh, quite a long trip. It is out in the middle of the Black Block Consortia territory. So it is very dangerous for... Uh, for mechanical beings to uh, to be in that territory because the Black Block does not like you guys at all. They can kiss my hole. Why? The Black Block Consortia was originally part of the Galactic Council and the uh, uh, the Galactic Council hates you guys because of your four million year civil war that has caused countless destruction to other planets. 
Huh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think that would apply to a lot of people. If they would just make their buildings so that they could transform and get out of the way, they wouldn't have so much destruction. <laughs> so on their head be it. Cyberpron's very much the Roman Empire of space, isn't it? Leave a, leave a wasteland and call it peace. <laughs> Cybertron didn't transform in a day. <laughs> you have three weeks to uh, do uh, you know, do whatever you like uh, on the ship. Uh, so just give me a, a kind of very basic rundown. Like, what do you you know what do you guys want to to do? Why don't we start off with uh, you, Magnum? Well, Pythagoras is going to fix um, Carapace first and up do his upgrades. So that would be his first. The arm is obviously the most important thing. Anyone else? Also, um, any follow-up care for Nikos? What other upgrades is a Carapace getting? In addition to his arm being reattached, regrown, whatever the mechanic is for that, uh, it's going. It's going to be uh, by the uh, speed suspension system that I have implanted in my legs is going to be upgraded. So I will now be faster because it's good to be fast. Actually, they're they're actually part out of uh, they're they're made out of sweet spots, the remains of sweet spots legs, you know. So <laughs> carrying a little bit of there, there isn't actually any, any engineering behind it. It's just inherently faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's like painting racing stripes on something. We did talk about how sweet spot is a uh, like a speed thief. So <laughs> your uh, uh, carapace is getting a psychosis from both being uh, in Sweet Spot's mind as when he was uh, what was it, Alloy and the loss of him and just collecting bits and pieces of him. Actually, speaking <laughs> of Alloy, does uh, and it's probably out of turn, but does um, what is it, Vermin? Abject. <laughs> Denizen? Denizen. Denizen. <laughs> Vermin? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was wrong, but it <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 that felt um, that feels pretty right. That feels pretty right to me. Does she have a? Uh, does she have the combiner feet? I mean, this is sort of out of out of game. Uh, no, uh, she doesn't have the combiner feet. No one could stand to be around her that long. <laughs> but the rest of her. You're not right. wrong there. So. <laughs> Something that you guys will have to think about and deal with as the. As it goes along. Hey, just turn into your massive form there, and I'll step on you and hold a, hold you up from the waist. I'll be a prosthetic for you. That's not her leg. What else is Magnum doing over this time? He'll start out, I mean, he'll, since Pythagoras is going to be about, he will start out connected to the computer system. And just uh, make sure to establish a full surveillance net of the compu- of the, of the uh, system, and uh, make sure he figures out how to control directly as much of the ship as he can. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, is that uh, like a training thing that you guys are that you're doing for skills, or is that just uh, more flavor? Well, it's I know it's not really training skills, but it's also preparation. Um, okay. So that if he, he needs to control the ship, or he needs to, to super, he needs to uh, keep an eye on everyone, which is what he's going to be doing. It's already. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Cool. Well, that is Magnum and Pythagoras for the next couple of weeks. Wild Strike. How about your bad self? I imagine you're uh, you're still you know 
not feeling so great after that uh, that that spark transplant that you uh, that you done. That was pretty rough for you, wasn't it? That was pretty rough. Uh, probably take some time to recover from that. Um, check with Nico, see how he's doing, because I'm assuming that he's not doing so well either. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's he's not waking up. Everything seems like physically okay with him. His spark is strong and it is steady. It just seems like he he's having some trouble regaining consciousness. So this this kind of concerns you, and I imagine you spend you know days at his side, you know, just trying to to see if you can get him to get a response. It feels almost like he'd be like in a coma, but all of his vital signs still are are functional and are and are good. So he's just not waking up. And you're not quite certain what to make of it. Can can we hit his like tint button? Like maybe like changing the yellow back to the green <laughs> or the you know or the blue is what's what's off. Just grab the dial. Yeah, just like just tune it in. But even with uh, Pythagoras's help, it's uh, yeah, he's he's not waking up. He he's he's, he's not losing energy on or anything. He looks physically okay. It's just you can't get him to respond. I will try and do what I can. Okay. Uh, I know it's not doing much, but uh, maybe we'll do some try to do some research into his condition, see what other things we might be sure. able to try. And Pythagoras will take care of Waddle Strike too. Then, considering he's in bad shape, so you'll get him back mm-hmm. up to health. I heard there's this thing called True Love's Kiss that can bring sleeping people back. <laughs> yeah. Any of us call any cinder fellows here? <laughs> Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> if he transforms into a slug or something, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> it's a data slug. <laughs> any training over the course of this these three weeks? No. No. Okay. Carapace. The first day or two, Pythagoras is going to be working on you to fabricate an arm and to get it reattached to you. Uh, the color's off. It's close, but it's a little bit off. Uh, and he does get your speed suspension installed into your legs. You seem so fast now. Cool. So what's Carapace up to for these three weeks? Since I'm in this absolutely massive ship, it, it's really hard to screw up piloting with this. So this is a good time to kind of get my, you know, what's that? Straining with sp- space train. How do you do that? Like the, the, the SPT thing that we've been doing. Sp- training rules, wheels. Spraining wheels. Spraining wheels. So I actually leveled up my, uh, my piloting skill. So that's good. And uh, other than that, I'm, you know, I've, I think I've been through Tijuana once before. So I'm going to just kind of work on learning about that culture, like the whole, like, umbrella hats and, you know, the worm, <laughs> juggling the geese. worm thing, like, you know, like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm about three days, no, four days away from leveling my culture, so. Nice. Do you want to give the, the listeners a, a quick, a quick reminder of how the, the leveling works for, uh, for our skill training? Oh, certainly. Downtime skill training. Uh, the, yeah, downtime skill training. It's a. Uh, it's just like a way to 
a lot of the a lot of the classes have you know just don't get a lot of skills, so this is like allows us to use downtime to kind of focus towards that sort of thing. So typically, it's whatever the it's eighty hours of training or study per rank that you're going up to. So like if you have no rank in a skill and you're learning your first rank, it would take you eighty hours. But if you're going from rank one to two, it would be one hundred and sixty. From two to three, it would be two hundred and forty. Blah blah blah. So <clears throat> it gets harder. You know, the more skilled you are, the harder it gets. So it it encourages people to get better at the skills that they don't really know anything about. To broaden your knowledge set. Yeah. 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 That's it. Excellent. And Denizen. Hi. Denison, is this the? This must be one of the the few times you end up being on a, a starship in your life. I can't imagine you. You're on ships that often. It's not my favorite thing, but uh, you know, I guess first things first. I'll uh, have to find a place to make my den, so I'll go about looking for you know empty rooms, if there are any. I'm sure you could find one of the the crew the crew quarters that's empty. If not there, then I know that there's definitely one room not being used. And what room is that? Hey, sweet spot's old room. Uh, it's not yeah. used, isn't it? But out out of a bit of respect, I'll not linger in there. I'll definitely go in and poke around, you know, see what's what. Chunky bumpers. What kind of a magazine is that? <laughs> 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 Who reads chunky bumpers? And uh, after that, I suppose I'll. Uh, it's not just fast cars he likes. He likes fast women too, apparently. <laughs> That's fine for him. Hope he finds him wherever he's gone. After that, I suppose I'll uh, go around and uh, make the acquaintance of all the the ship's crew, and uh, you know, introduce myself. So, hey there, you're uh, you're the captain, eh? That's right. My name is Silverload. And who might you be? Hi, I'm uh, Denizen. Fairly new to the group here. Just tagging along for the ultimate endgame stuff that we're all planning, sorting about. Are you, uh, you know, are you in on it? I'm not certain what you mean. I'm just the captain in this ship here. Well, then never mind what I said. It means nothing. I hate you so much. <laughs> so what's uh, what's this do here? I'll push a button. <laughs> don't don't press that button. <laughs> oh, what's it do? That's the self destruct. <laughs> self destruct. What are you on about? Who puts a self destruct on a ship? Everybody. <laughs> Ob- obviously, those transformers who can turn into ships and planes and things that can fly away in safety. <laughs> I don't know anything about engineering either, so <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing or not. Maybe it All is. right. You can stay off the bridge. Fine. <laughs> Keep your bridge to yourself. Who needs it? I don't. <laughs> I'm going down below. Engine room's where I'm going. And down in the engine room. See? <laughs> so, this here's the parkour. Hey, it looks a bit hot. It should, it, should it be glowing like that? And Blue Shift comes up to you. Oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's a it's a power core. It's a, it's a, what do you expect it to be? Wait a second, who are you again? 
Oh, name's Denison. Name's Need to repair. How you doing? Blue there? shift. Hi, pretty good. Pretty well. You seem like a pretty fun fella. I'm not a fella. Shayla. Oh. <laughs> I'm a girl. Alas. Do you not see the shape? <laughs> I don't see gender. I kind of turn <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, give a little profile view. I can't imagine it matters a great deal to Transformers. It, it probably it's just, doesn't. It's just all identity at that point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can uh, you can wander around the ship there, Denizen, and uh, and meet all of the the crew. Blue Shift seems pretty happy to see you. Uh, Silverload does not. <laughs> Blue Ship probably won't be that happy to see me. For instance, I'll go over to like one of the screens. Huh. Doesn't look like this is quite clear. I'll go to like wipe it clean, but my claws will scratch up the screen. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. What you, what you doing there? What you doing? I was just trying to get the glare off. <laughs> the glare is supposed to be there. Now you scratch up the screen. That's fine. It'll buff out, probably. <laughs> I don't know. And he will call one of you guys over. Um, I imagine probably Carapace would be the, the one walking <laughs> around the ship most. Hey, Carapace, can you uh, give me a hand here? Uh, why don't you uh, show uh, Denizen the uh, the training room? Yeah, the training room. That'd be a pretty cool place, don't you think? Yeah, yeah? All right, cool. It's, uh, go on. Okay. It's right next to the brig, right? <laughs> Um, you used it as a brig? <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, but yes, so you can uh, wander around and uh, and talk with all of the crew. And for the most part, until you wreck one of their stations, they are uh, very pleased to speak with you. And just so you know, I have zero ranks in computers, zero <laughs> ranks in uh, well, current culture, zero ranks in diplomacy. <laughs> Zero ranks in engineering <laughs> and uh, zero ranks in medicine. But I will attempt to go and make a friendly conversation and uh, attempt to understand to a small degree physically uh, the things that make those thing those places work. You know what, you know what kills me? It makes me so angry about this. I was exactly the same way until we started playing with this group. You know, almost every rank I have in any of those skills I did with my downtime st- skill trading. So, so it's a, a wee bit like looking at a mirror. Is it? Unfortunately, yeah. Is it not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a, apparently, so you like, scratch, you like where you've been scratched up. You know, accidentally with no glare mirror. <laughs> hey, how did you get the glare off of it? <laughs> That's a wonder. It is. Well, take it out, take it outside, into the airlock. Wildstrike, you guys have uh, almost made it to the Avtos system. You got, and you're getting closer to where you know where the the Vault of Stars is supposed to be. What's uh, what's going through your head right now? Anxiousness to finally discover what happened. Um, a lot of unknowns going on. This might give me the answers that I'm looking for. Mm. So to kind of review it real quick, San- so Sandstorm had told you that he killed you during the, the Mangarai offensive. And he said that he killed your uh, your friends there, Tiltfire and Tremor. Um, but it's kind of obvious, you're not dead. Neither are they. 
So, what do what do you know? Like, like what do you like? What 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 can you confirm? That we weren't dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Um, I mean, his he was shocked to see me. So that's right. I wouldn't think he'd be lying about it, or at least, as far as he knows, he thought he had killed us. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, we tried to look into some inf- some of the information, but we didn't get very far. Other than you know, the Vault of Stars being a location that we there was a, that we came from there after the war. Is that what it was? After Mangarai, there was a, a a transfer order where you were supposed to be sent to the the Vault of Stars as a uh, as security personnel, um, but you have no memory of anything uh, anything happening to you there. Right. Supposedly, I was there, and this was after I had been killed. Supposedly, so. Yep. Like I said, I I can't confirm anything other than he thinks that he killed us, and we aren't dead. Sure. And you know that certain high-ranking like Decepticon uh, stations and like research outposts will have like this kind of cloak of secrecy about it. So even if you're stationed there, if you're not part of the scientific group, once you're transferred out, your memories will likely be wiped of the place. So there could be a period of just years where you don't have like anything, no memories of it, because it was wiped and you would have known that going into it. Makes it hard to write a CV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Didn't they make a movie about that? It was like next Ben Affleck, where he was like a he was like a super genius, and he was hired to like, you know, fix a technology. But as part of his contract, he had to forget what he did. But you know, like uh, n- <clears throat> close. I think that one was called Paycheck. Right, Paycheck. Next was the Nicholas Cage when we could see Thirty Seconds to the Future. Right, that was that was a. Uh, yeah, I can see how you could totally get those two actors mixed yeah. up. <laughs> Similar quality. All right. Well, I will let everybody know what the destination is of all those stars, and as much of it as I know, and with the caveat that I don't remember my time there. Because most likely my memory was wiped uh, as a standard procedure. However, there's something there that will give me answers to my past that I need to find. Is this before or after you died? Uh, it should be after I died. But again, my memory of the place is non-existent, so I can't say for sure. So what do you what do you hope to find here? I hope to find answers to what I was doing here, answers to how I survived. I mean, he was pretty sure that he killed us, and we're still running around. It's not like we died, but supposedly we did. So I want to find out what happened. Okay. Let's do it then. Thanks. The Steelhaven drops out of FTL along the outer edges of the Teonia system, and Captain Silverload orders a full scan of the system. And let me go ahead and transfer you over to a new map. Oh my gosh. Oh, look at the wee ship. 
Alright, so I just went ahead and pulled all of you over to a new map, and we are gonna do something that we haven't done yet. We're gonna do a little bit of starship combat. Now, Magnum, I'm sure you are connected to the ship and are looking through all of its sensors. Yep. And you are getting some concerning readings here. You detect one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weapons batteries on asteroids circling a larger asteroid that has a built structure on it. Uh, and on that asteroid uh, with the structure, there are four uh, turreted weapons on there. So jumping right into Starship Combat on this. Now, Starship Combat works a little bit differently than typical combat, so you're not going to roll for initiative right away. Combat happens in three phases. Engineering, helm, and then gunnery. Engineering is kind of self-explanatory. You're doing all of the engineering goodness that your ship can do. Helm is also self-explanatory. You're going to fly the ship. Gunnery is the confusing one. You're going to shoot. That's a joke I tell. <laughs> so every ship goes through these three phases, engineering, helm, and gunnery, and each person, each player, has a specific role on the ship that can act in any of these particular phases. Why don't we start off with you, Adam? Why don't you tell me what Denizen's role is and generally what phase you're going to act in? Alright, uh, Denizen is going to assume the magic officer role, uh, because of her skill in mysticism, as per, you know, her class. And, uh, that's gonna help her out greatly because mysticism is typically the, the skill that's used for all the magic officer actions. And there's a few things that she can do, and she will be acting in the engineering phase. Uh, Carapace is, uh, this is, will probably surprise everybody, but he's going to be one of the gunners. <clears throat> um, and one of the things that's nice, this is actually the most dangerous ship that I have had the privilege of firing weapons upon, or from. <laughs> and, uh, the amount of damage that I'm going to be unleashing is borderlining absurd. So, uh. I'm uh, I'm actually rather looking forward to this, but yeah, my my job is very simple. I I I shoot, but there are different ways to shoot. Wildstrike is going to be the pilot. Ooh, I figured that was fitting. Yeah, right, fitting like like a duck in a pond. <laughs> <laughs> Quack. Oh. Right. Magnum is going to be the uh, in the captain role, which basically his job is to encourage people and give people boosts and, you know, short orders and stuff. Um, Pythagoras is primarily going to be in the computer's role, which can uh, manipulate the systems in various ways to, to help, to help uh, prop things up. And possibly engineering as well, which is similar, that he can jump back and forth between rounds as needed. So with that being said, let's go ahead and start this off. Uh, we are going to move on to round one, and this is the engineering phase of round one. 
probably not a whole lot happening on this phase. Uh, does anyone need to do anything here? I I would like to try my hand at screen. Maybe get some information on... Now, each of these, the asteroids with a thing on them, is that considered uh, a targetable enemy? Yes, it is. So I will uh, be scrying this one here. Do it. All right, then. Mysticism coming at you. Right there on roll 20 is a 24. 24 to try and figure out what is going on with that enemy. And that is more than enough to get all the pieces of information that you're going to want. So what you're looking at is a a stationary gun turret. Uh, It is... uh, It looks like it is automated. Uh, It is tiny in terms of like actual starship size. It's not really a starship. Like I said, it's a, a like a, 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 a turreted weapons platform. Uh, and I have to give you some statistics, don't I? I you do. So, the armor class and the targeting lock are both 20. The hull points for it is 35 points, so 35 hit points. Uh, it does not have any shields. And the weapon that is mounted there is a railgun. The railgun has a 20 hex range and will deal 8d4 damage on a successful hit. Alright, as I am having this vision of what I'm looking at, I'll be explaining it to everyone so they can all have that information as well. So as engineering on phase one, let's move on to the helm phase on uh, round one. That means that you are going to roll for initiative. And in starship combat, uh, whomever gets the higher initiative actually goes last so they can see what the other ships and the other things are doing so they can act in response to them. It's a little bit different than the way uh, a typical combat is going to work. Okay, 36. 36. Well, that beats my 20. Which means the enemies are going first, uh, but because they are stationary weapon platforms, uh, they are not going to be flying around anywhere. <laughs> so they're targeting you, but they're not moving. Are they doing any sciency actions? Because that also happens during the helm phase. They are not. Oh, happy days then. All right, so they are not moving, which means it is your chance to move. And Mike, I believe you said you are the pilot, so you can go ahead and move up to your speed. Uh, what's our goal here? Are we trying to get to the uh, to the structure? That structure, you can tell, is the landing bay for a uh, station that is built into the asteroid. So when we got here, were we expecting a planet, or were we were just expecting... We're trying to find out where the signal's coming from, so it might be coming from there, right? Right. Or, or do we know it's definitely coming from there? Uh, this is the closest bot-made structure within like the, the area you expect it to be in. So you believe that this is the place that you're, you're looking to get to. Are, are you guys going to try and like 
hail and negotiate, or are we just firing at will? Again, we're trying to stop. Leave, leave Will alone. He didn't do anything to you. <laughs> Why do you people hate Will? I don't know if that's on my list. Can I take a captain action to, to do a hail? Uh, you can. Yep, the captain can take uh, their actions during any phase. So, yes, the captain can take an action to do a hail. It's not on my list. I don't want to, like, we probably just don't want to start shooting things unless... Right, Tip- typically the, the combat happens after the talking has been attempted and failed. I don't think we said anything yet, so... No. No. Well, you go ahead and try to open uh, hailing frequencies with the station, and you don't get any reply. All right. Wild Strike, what are you going to do? Going to move forward? Going to turn and run? Yep. I'm move, moving forward a little bit, and I'm taking the evade action. Evade action. What does evade do for you? Uh, It gives us plus two to our AC and TL until the next round. Okay. Sounds good to me. Is that a stunt? Yep. All right. So that is the helm phase for round one. If no one objects, we're going to move on to gunnery. I object. object. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Carry over from the the trial. (laughs) You scan the um, you scan the uh, the turret right already. Uh, I I sprayed it and yep. I told you about it. It's got uh, an armor class and target lock of twenty. It's only got thirty five hit points, but it's not shielded at all. It's got one massive railgun on it. Probably a twenty hex range. Does uh, eighty four damage. All right, I'm gonna do a scan on the building itself. Uh, Adam, do you know the range of the sensors? The long range is 20. So anything beyond a range 20 would be uh, a negative 2. Anything beyond a range 40 would be a negative 4, etc. So it says it's about 30, 31 hexes to the building. So that would be a minus 2. All right. So computers. And don't forget you can use the computer as well. 31. So the building does not have any weapons on it. Uh, it the, the, the building is effectively just a landing pad that is kind of like built into the, the asteroid. Uh, there is a... Uh, there's actually no shielding or anything on it either. Uh, it looks like you can just fly the ship uh, directly onto the, the landing pad and then just boom, there you go. Uh, but it does look like it's in a, either a low power or no power state because you're not getting any, you're getting very, very little uh, energon readings from it. So if these things attack us, they're probably automated. These very much feel like automated defenses. It doesn't quite feel like there's an intelligence behind them. So there, there, are, no, there are no life signs in the... There are no life signs. Okay. On the landing pad specifically. Okay. Or on the... Or on the, um, the- the, the gun, yeah. or, or on the turrets that Denizen scryed on. Denizen there is scryed. one other type of, uh, of weapon on there that you have not identified yet. Okay. Uh, FYI, uh, Matt, for Magnum's information, uh, the sensors with the no qual, uh, they have the ability to, you can almost weaponize the sensors. Uh, the scanning pulses emitted by a no qual augmented sensor array can interfere with enemy diagnostics, particularly 
the functions of any magic tech components. When a science officer uses the scan crew action and exceeds the check by uh, the check DC by five or more, they can choose to learn only one piece of information and instead scramble the other ship's sensors, giving the sensors the glitching condition for one round for every five by which the computer's check exceeded the scan actions DC. Cool. So you can use time, our, our scanners to knock out their scanners if you need to. All right. So is it, since since they're the ones we know about so far are automated, does that mean like the taunt will probably won't work? Um, probably not. Not likely. But if anybody could upset a computer, it's Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. He's very upsetting. Was a hamster. Let's go ahead and move on to the gunnery stage for round one. Um, so have we been fired upon yet? Uh, no, but you're about to. Okay, so do we have, do I have the, do I have permission to fire? I'll allow it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The pilot says to the gunner, shoot! (laughs) Are we, uh... We know there's no life signs on the turret, so you can blow those up. Oh, goody. Okay. So you said 35 hit points? Aye, 35. Uh, so I noticed that one of the primary weapons we have is the gravity gun, which can function as a tractor beam. <clears throat> Could an asteroid be flung into another asteroid with said tractor beam? Yes, but not ones of that size. Okay. <laughs> I mean, take a look. These things are bigger than your ship. Right, but there's, <laughs> so. there's no... It's not like there's resistance. Tractor beams are like tugboats. Like, you know, there's nothing to stop a, an asteroid. We're applying a technological force and it has no resistance like you could push a planet if you knew what you were doing you'd have to have the right amount of inertia I, mass still counts in space right. yeah um, I, I don't like j- just saying that you could push a planet with that I don't think you could <laughs> well planets have a pretty damn fucking big gravity um, <laughs> I mean right. technically when you jump up and down on earth it does move it right. <laughs> I, I, I move it, it quite the, a bit yeah. I did I do uh, remember when uh, Voyager passed Jupiter, um, they actually calculated how much it slowed down Jupiter's orbit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Minuscule? <laughs> I, I mean, it, 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 it would be eons for it to be even barely measurable, you know. But. So you got three shots coming in. Uh, the front one is going to be a flat 20 to hit you. And the two ones further back is a 9 and an 11. So I think both of those are misses. Okay. <clears throat> um, well, I'm going to shoot. Let's see how far away is it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 20 away. From the first one? Yep. Really? Yep. We're in range of the long range weapons. No, I'm saying like for medium. Oh, 20, right. Oh, oh, the first one. No, no, no. Ten hexes. Ten hexes? Okay, so that's perfect. Okay, so I'm going to use the... Um, what's my thing? Uh, the broadside ability, which is a push. So I'm going to spend a resolve point, which will allow me to fire all the ship's weapons mounted in one arc, which includes turrets. Nice. Nice. No slow build up here. You have some turrets on your ship too, don't we you? do. Well, one, you know, at least as far as I can see. Uh, so, the two can play the turret game. Absolutely. 
When you fire normally, you just usually pick one weapon. Yes. So if you had, that's why you could have multiple gunners to do different yep. weapons. So you could, you could fire, you can fire at will, which is like just like taking a multiple attack. Like you can make two attacks with any weapons on the ship, but at minus four. Or you can do what I'm doing, which is fire all of the weapons in one arc, but they all take a minus two. So I can't do this forever, but it's going to be awesome enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first one, uh, I'm going the one that's closest to us. I'm going to hit with the heavy laser cannon, um, which is I'm going to take a plus three from the ship if that's all right. Sure. Okay. I don't like that idea. I don't want you to take a plus three. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't asking you. <laughs> um, well, you shouldn't have asked us to design the thing. Could, um, <laughs> does the um, effects of my blaster mode apply because it's a ranged weapon? What's the effect? I get plus one on ranged attacks, and when I activate my parts, like, you know, when I do the free action, it's plus two. In Starfinder, like, if you have like, a, an ability like that, would it apply to starship weapons, too? Yes, uh, but it's it's kind of situational. You have to have a uh, training interface module installed on in the ship for you to take advantage of, of certain class feats as part of Starship Combat. Something that you did in those in those three weeks, then, right? Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then yes, I'm okay. Okay. With <clears throat> okay, so I'll use two of my points. That's good. Uh, so that first one was a shitty roll. So let's see if I can if I can salvage this. So let's see, red star. So that's fourteen. I rolled a two, so that's sixteen. Plus three is nineteen. Nineteen minus two because I'm doing the the what you call broadside, and that is uh, so that's a seventeen. And that is a miss. That's a miss on the first okay. one. Then the second shot is hopefully going to be higher than that. Does anybody else... Does, is anybody... Are there any more actions other than me firing for the ra- this round? Nope. Uh, did Magnum take a captain action? I did a, I did the hail, so I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Then I'm going to take two, you know, the other two plus threes if that's okay. Then that one is a 21. That's it. And then the last one is also a 21. Wow, I'm like, shit that. But... You suck. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> um, so... Strike, get back in the gunner, in the gunner seat. <laughs> so on the closest one, which is my persistent particle beam, what does the persistent thing do, Adam? Doesn't uh, stop. Yeah, it's just the name of it there. <laughs> Don't stop, can't stop, won't stop. <clears throat> so that's 10d6... So that is 10, 20, 30, 34 points of damage. Which one are you doing that to? To the closest one. Closest one? Okay. Uh, Alright. And then against this one, it's going to be... Which dice do I want to be my murderers? 2d6 times 10, so that is 60. (laughs) 60. Uh, and that 60 damage is enough to destroy that f- uh, second turret you targeted. Boom. That was the capital weapon you used on it? That is the capital weapon. You just imagine this like massive blast from like, like, like the primary ship's gun just going at it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so the- that was not the capital weapon. 
2d6 times 10. It's the gravity Oh, the 2d6 times 10? Yeah, that was the cap. I thought you were rolling for the persistent uh, particle beam. No, the 10d6 one was, but uh, the... So, like, you said... So I did 34, and they have 35 hit points. Like, that thing is glitching like a motherfucker, right? (laughs) Do you want me to roll Uh, the four... The four percentiles? Uh, no. It, it, there's okay. like one system on it, so it's just gonna, that's gonna be glitching. <laughs> okay. So four Unnes- times weapon system. Yes, okay. So it's effectively disabled? Right, right. Oh, okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> it, it, can, it can try to shoot, but... <laughs> yeah. And my, I am done. Carapace is finished. Alright. So, I mean, uh, there, it's, uh, it's possible to d- disable a ship without completely obliterating it. Why would no, you? Why would no, you even ask weird. that question? God. <laughs> I'm used to uh, Starfleet battles where it's like yeah. you know, damage is a complicated thing. It is. But I wasn't sure if it came over to Starfinder. Uh, the damage that I am doing to you guys from that first turret is 19 damage, and that is going to be on your front shield. Ah. 19 damage. Pitiful, isn't it? You haven't even gotten us down below triple digits here. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your shield uh, on there? One hundred twenty. One hundred twenty. <laughs> Almost got it. And that's uh, only because we felt like keeping them all even. We could have started out off the battle with uh, uneven shields. So our shields are primed right now. One hundred one. How often? How fast do they regenerate? Uh, they don't regenerate until you divert power to the shields. Okay, here we go. Round two. Uh, engineering phase on round two. Do Does anyone want to do anything in the engineering phase? Denizen, I'm looking at you. Pythagoras, I'm looking at you. I, I think I definitely should be doing. Let's start off with Denizen. What would you like to do? I think I'll uh, attempt a... Uh, an Eldred shot to uh, kind of magnify the range of one of our weapons there. All right. We're going to coalesce the, the space universe into a shot there, huh? Hey, <laughs> Carapace, which weapon do you need the most range from? I don't want your voodoo magic on me. But <laughs> it you... won't be on you? Uh, the, I only have one weapon that's medium range, so that one. All right, uh, so that's the one I'm going to target with the Eldritch Shot. And this number, okay. 34. I think I've done it. All right, so that weapon's range is now a 15. If I um, miss this shot, I'm blaming you, just, just so you know. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. What do you want to hit? Uh, I mean, I'm going to probably hit... One like so. There's three over here to like the to the right. Our, our right. I was probably going to take shots at all of those. All right. So still on the engineering phase on round two. Uh, Pyth- Magnum or Pythagoras. Anything you two would like to do on this round two? Uh, <laughs> I guess I will taunt them. You want to taunt them, right? <laughs> You want to taunt your own crew? Taunt Wild Strike. Actually, uh, encouraging might yes. be the better way to go. Because it's an easy check. Almost a guaranteed plus two. 
should encourage carapace. Yeah, you're encourage carapace. At this point, your three choices would be to encourage Wild Strike for his initiative roll or his piloting check, encourage uh, carapace for his shooting, or even encourage uh, Pythagoras for uh, doing something sciencey. I'll encourage. Uh, I'll encourage. Um, uh, Carapace, he's shooting. I guess. Could he also? Could he also do orders? Because he's seventh level. He I can. Could. That's usually a little bit more difficult. Okay. No worries. Oh, I can't take the same action so. twice. So fine. Well, actually, no. I, yeah. I could. Yeah. Do. You'd have to do. No, you'd have to do a different action. So I'm not yeah. sure what different action you could do. That's what well, I thought of that, but I wasn't. I'm not too familiar. I'm not familiar. If anyone has something they want to do two of in one round, let me know. So, so broadside time. is an action, but so is fire at will. Like they're actually considered different actions. True, but each weapon can only be fired once. Correct. So, um, I did a plus two for you, uh, Carapace. Sounds good. Okay, so here we go. Uh, let's move on to the helm phase on round two. Go ahead and roll up your initiative there. Wild strike. 33. 33. Sounds good to me. I got a 20 again. Same roll as last time, which means I am moving in quotes first. So I'm not moving at all. And now it is up to you. Helm phase for whomever wants to do their actions. What targets do you want to shoot at? Uh, my intention was to, if we were going to be heading to the right, so can you see this one up here? Yep. I'd say get as close to that as, as possible. <clears throat> do you want this one in range to finish it off, or no? Um, I mean, it's only got one hit point left, so... I'll move us there, and I'll try to do an uh, evade again. All right, any other actions in the helm phase before we move on to the gunnery phase? Doing a scan of the last type of enemy we have, the big turrets on the um, asteroid. Go for it. I did it. Got a 29. A 29 is enough to get everything you need. Uh, the Let's see here. These are... Uh, missile turrets. So they are heavy plasma torpedo turrets. They have a similar AC, uh, AC and target lock, so 20 each. Uh, similar hit points, they have 35, uh, and also the 20 hex range. Uh, however, these bad boys launch heavy plasma torpedoes. Those torpedoes have a speed of 12, and they deal 5d10 damage on a hit. So they need to get here before they hurt us. Uh, speed of 10, if we're close enough, they're going to get us, you know, same round that they fire. Speed of 12. That's what I said. Speed of 12. Well, that's that 12 hexes? Aye, that would be 12 hexes. So I don't know if you can see my pink arrow here. Oh, these are the ones? <laughs> Those are the ones on the, on the big planetoid. So all of these shoot uh, plasmas? Correct. All right, well, uh, let's go on. Let's move on to the gunnery phase here and start doing some shots. Uh, it looks like everything around here has kind of figured out what you folks are doing. 
so they're all going to attempt to take shots at you. So I'm going to go ahead and roll up my shit. And, Patrick, you can go ahead and roll up your shit. Okay. Wild Strike, were you doing evasive this, this round? Yeah, I didn't make it, though. Oh, that's a shame. If only someone had just encouraged you a little. <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Failures, the lot of you. Can't believe I'm gonna be dying in the in your midst. You chose this. <laughs> it's weird for, for 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 orders. I need to be able to make the skill check that the other person. Does. Yeah, that's that's why they're usually a little more difficult because you know captains might know how to do everything. They're not always great at doing everything. So coming at you guys, here is the attacks. So the first uh, first five here are coming in from these rail guns, and then the back four are coming in from those missile turrets. So the turrets, starting from the top right, which is the one that you are heading towards, uh, Wild Strike, is a 14, which is likely a miss. The one behind that is a 21. Is that a hit? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, 18 for the AC. Okay, so 21 does hit. Uh, the next two back, which is the one to the south and the one to the west there, both are at 12, so it misses. And the one at the bottom, the far southern end, got a nat 20 for a 27, which is going to be a hit. Now, the turrets next to the building here... Uh, let's see here. Our launching torpedoes. So one, uh, the first one was a nat 20. Uh, the second one was a 23. Third one was a 26. And the last one was a 7. So. I think the 7 missed. <laughs> the 7 did miss, yes. So that one goes inert as soon as the torpedo leaves uh, the the barrel. And what was the low 21 that you, you rolled? It was a 23. 23, uh, I believe you said that, uh, what's the range on those? Uh, the range is 20 hexes, Oh, but yeah, so that's my, I, I, already took, I already took the minus two. All right. Those things don't hit us yet, right? They're going to be headed towards us, right? Yeah, they're not quite going to make it to a set of speed of 12. Uh, does it, do they move the same turn they're fired? They do. We're never they're going to hit unless we stop them before they get here, right? Right. Well, that was a little bit complicated on my end, because there was a lot of guns shooting on it. So, from the direct fire weapons, those rail guns, two hits, one was a crit, the other three were misses. Uh, out of the four missile launchers, three of them made their target lock and have made it um, a little bit past halfway to you guys. The other one just lost uh, target lock. So, oh well for me. The damage coming in against you is going to be... Uh, let's see here. 19 on the first one, which is coming at your front arc. And then 18 on the next one, which is coming in at your port arc, the left-hand side. Correct. Go ahead. Keep going. I think that was it. That was it? Yeah. Only two hits. I can give you some more if you want. Uh, <laughs> no. That's fine. All right, Carapace. It is your turn for some gun stuff. How many of the plus threes are remaining? Um, all of them? Used them have they? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll use one for each of my attacks. I the for the primary arc, I do the the gravity cannon and the heavy laser cannon at the the front one. Beautiful. Uh, and the farthest one is uh, I actually rolled an 18 on the die. That I'll do some damage. So I hit all three times. I actually rolled pretty well. Sweet. They're better. They're 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 not better than the 20, right? No, they're not. AC is 20 on those ones. <clears throat> okay. Uh, with the plus threes, I hit easily. Okay, so the far one takes... Top right? Uh, uh, top right takes uh, 44 from the the persistent particle. Destroyed in one hit. No, it's, it's the other one. This one over here, the far one. Uh, and then so the one that you just X'd out previously takes a shot from both the... Uh, not class. What's the class of the heavy ones? Beyond heavy? Capital. 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 Yeah, there we go. So the capital gravity cannon does 80 damage to it. Uh, um, and the heavy laser cannon that is linked, not linked with it does an additional 38. Over 100 points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> you I can see the gravity gun like grabbing the entire asteroid and just crunching it like an aluminum can. <laughs> Alright Some dangerous things happening on that one You are Three turrets completely down One turret you think is glitching Beyond the point where it can do anything Uh, But you still have Three missiles coming in At ya Let's move on to Round three And we go to the engineering phase On round three who would like to do what? Question. I'll allow it. With orders, if I tell someone to do something, that means they get they do something. Basically, he does an action for them, release what it is. Would I be able to do orders to Pythagoras for him to do something in engineering and then have him do something with computers on his turn, or would he have to stay at the same station for both? Mm, yeah, no. The stations are supposed to be designated at the beginning of the round, so you could give orders to any one person. But it's for whatever their role is. Whatever station they're at, okay. Right. Not super useful things I can do twice. Actually, I will I will encourage Denizen. Are you in there? Just slap that bear in the butt, get to it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I already told you I don't want you touching me. 18. Check out that bear. Yep, ass. that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. You do that. Who do that? You do. Oh well. Now that's plus two. You do voodoo. What are you gonna do, Denison? Mm, I'm tempted to try a Mr. Keys. It would cost me a resolve paint, but if I can pull it off, it kind of obscures us in this. Uh, well, Mr. Keys, and it will uh, give us additional armor class. Until next round. Uh, but since they're not really using science officers... Yeah. Stuff, ah, what the hell. I'll give it a go. All right, that's what I'm doing. And uh, just to make sure I pull it off, I'm also going to be using one of the computers. All right, that is as bad as I could possibly get. What'd you get? So I rolled a one with my markers and everything. Uh, it comes out to 17 plus Magnum's uh, encouragement... As well placed as it was. 
That would be a 19 plus 3 from the computers. That would be a 22, and it's just not good enough. Because the Mystic Haze, the DC starts at 20, and it just goes up from there, based on the uh, the tier of the ship, and I'm well below that. You're just not familiar with this ship, you know? This is the first time you're on the ship. I Honestly, it was kind of presumptuous of you to, to think you could do that with uh, the ship, you know? I know, and the first time I trained out the computer thing here... This is like... <laughs> and then Magnum a- goes and slaps me on the ass. What's that all about? This is like in Wonder Woman 1984, where she's just like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, make the jet invisible. You know, just like, I've never even done this before. I've only heard about this, like, you know, now, and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna divert power to Helm, but to give a plus two to speed. Oh, okay. Is an engineering check, which is a twenty, a uh, twenty-seven. Well within. So that will give plus two to speed. Sounds good to me. Did you add your plus five in? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. So that won't make it. It won't. DC thirty-one, right? Yep. All right. Good try. Good try. Keep at it. You'll do it. Don't worry. Just keep trying, Pythagoras. You can get there. <laughs> All right. Helm phase on round three. Initiative. What do we got there, Wild Strike? Just so you know, I will be taking the glide action. I say that because I just made a macro that has piloting in there as well. Ooh. All uh, right. So 38 for initiative. Look at you. You're fucking gliding. You're still beating me on this one. 38 on that. 12 on me. So I am moving again. Rotate, 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 rotate. Done. Okay. Uh, and if I remember correctly, do the uh, do the missiles move on the helm phase here, or do they move on gunnery? It's on gunnery, and you have to roll another lock, but they will not get any bonus from uh, crew actions or computers. It's just whatever Ooh. the base gunnery check is. So they have to That's keep trying to hit us? Yep. Yeah. Yep, they have to... They have to keep the target lock in order to continue moving. All right, let's do this then. Go ahead and move, wild. Uh, go ahead and move there, wild strike. Done. Anything else in the helm phase before we move on? Nope. Gunnery phase then. Gunnery phase on round three. Let's go ahead and roll up all of your attacks. I got two turrets that are going to be uh, sorry, three turrets left over that are going to be shooting at you. And those missile turrets are also going to try and try to see and get a little bit more going on. A couple more missiles uh, popped on here. Uh, so, question. So, question. We have uh, some of our weapons are like laser nets, and laser nets get an automatic try to shoot down missile turret things, right? Or missiles, right? Yep. If they're if they approach within that arc, they get a free shot. So that's probably not going to happen then, because it's port and starboard. Yeah, they're probably coming in on the port. Okay. So, but it only applied to one of them, like right, right, right. Okay. One one weapon can get one shot, and that's it. Okay. I think we should wait to see which ones acquire lock before using that, though. Totally. Whichever one actually hits us is, will be the one. Mm-hmm. How do we? How do the missiles? We work with the missiles though, because last round we couldn't 
we couldn't target them because they were just being fired. We didn't know about them until it was too late. We we still can't target them with normal weapons. The only weapons I can shoot at, uh, tracking weapons, are point defense weapons, and usually it's just the uh, the free shot that they get. Okay. So does that mean since damage is resolved simultaneously, it's impossible to stop these things from hitting us, considering we're all in range now? No. The point weapons will knock them out before they hit us. Okay, so that's a special special case. Yep. Okay. Because it seemed like the only way we could stop them is if they were like three increments away. Coming at you, three railgun attacks. One is going to be a 24... The other is going to be a 22, and then the last one way down at the bottom is a 13. I'm willing to bet that 13 is a miss. Right. It is. Uh, the TL for our ship is a 20, or the AC is an 18, though. Now, the missile turrets are shooting off their bad missiles over here. The first three, I got an 8, a 9, and a 12. So, nice. three missiles, all lost on them, so... Fuck, you know, that's that's that. However, the last one, I got a 24. So, <laughs> now, for the big news here. Out of the three that are almost to you that are going to move this turn. First one, got an 18. Yes. That one loses its lock. Second one, I got a 25. That one retains its lock. Third one... Also got a 25. Damn. That one retains its lock. All right, so before we uh, roll up damage, Pat, do you want to roll up your attacks and see if you're able to save yourself from this oncoming missile salvo? Uh, yeah, I'll do the uh, the one auto defense for that, for that. Let's see what I got. And I rolled a six. So that's a 16 versus a 22, so I do not get it. All right, well, here's what happens. One of those missiles loses its lock, goes inert, and drifts off into the vacuum of space. Those other two missiles make their turn and slam into your port side. And we'll see you next time. Ah, mother ever. <laughs> From the secret files of Teletran 1. Empire of Rust is written in GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Denizen, the mysterious druid, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And Carapace, the beast soldier of primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the Transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off.